0: Good morning, sisters and brothers. Welcome back to the Blow Up Podcast. I'm your host Courtney, and my Instagram is at i r t t w o. I'm Court Two, your favorite suburban gal. Um, I'm smoking on gelato pie. What's, oh no 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 lies lies. So I went to a new hemp market. Um, could be something, could be something. It was in third ward and I got like a glass blunt. Like a glass like yeah, I guess we call it the blunt a glass blunt, like a pre roll. And it had a glass tip. And it was so good. And literally it's lasted me like three sessions. Because first of all it's two grams. Um, it's made with like a natural leaf. I don't know what the, like, it's from, what did they say? Colombia or some shit like that? I think so. Um, one of those Latin countries. And it was good. Like, it just has a good taste. It's lasting for three sessions. It's thick as fuck. It burns so well. It burns so beautifully. It's good shit. I forgot. I didn't get the name of, like, the strand of the weed. Excuse me. But let me see I followed them on Instagram I want to give them a shout out Because they were doing their They were black owned by the way They were doing their thing I went there for A motherfucking Like a turp Covered joint With resin on top That's all I went there for But uh, let me see I the am I crazy? No, I'm not. Okay, I think it's underscore I join underscore. Um. Okay, yeah, no, this has to be done. Yeah, I think so. It was dope as fuck. It was really good. I was like, hmm, I like to see it. And um with that being said, we're gonna affirm this session. I already smoked. I should probably tell. Um, but I just want to affirm this session for you guys with my June affirmation. Since June is almost over, we want to finish strong. My birthday is officially in a week, officially since yesterday, and I want to finish this like this last week off. With just like positivity and excitement and joy and growth, I feel like June has been another developmental month. and I'm just like, come on now, like let's be serious. But it's been a lot of lessons learned. a lot of healing and growth. and I want to have fun and be like, just be happy and enjoy what I have like in my life at this present moment. And really look back on all the things that I've achieved, all the success that I've had, all of them like just the good moments that I've had that I want to have going forward. Um, so, with that being said, the affirmation for this month is I am rebuilding myself from top to bottom. I'm consistent and persistent in my growth and endeavors. I have the power to create anything I imagine. Reality is my playground and I am fully supported. Period. And for this session, we deemed affirmed. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Shout out to the ancestors that have been writing all the signs and beginning the non stop signs, the most obvious fucking signs ever. Shout out to y'all. So this episode, I'm going to be frying plantain while I talk to you guys because I want to make breakfast, but at the same time, I was supposed to record this episode um, a day or two ago, and I didn't, but I don't want to keep holding off, so I don't see why not. This is going to be my first, well, my second time. Frying plantain. I fried some plantain last night, just off of a wind just because I had some bananas. I didn't know. I didn't even know how to cut them. I didn't know how to fry them. I put some in the air fryer. That did not do what it needed to do. I put. It, I don't think I cooked it long enough. First of all, um, but yeah, I want to try it again. Cause when I got it right, oh my god, it was so fucking good. It was so good. I couldn't do. So, I'm gonna make them again for breakfast. I'm starting by putting the stove on medium heat, um, letting it warm up before I put my bananas in there. I actually need to look up how to cut them properly because I really want to give Caribbean. I really want to give Caribbean for the girls. Um, If you actually want to follow along with this recipe, if you've already smoked like me and you want to make like a cute little munchies um, snack or a little side for your your dinner meal, I'm going to give you the directions as well while I'm talking. So I'm going to go look up how to cut this banana, and I will be back in three, two, one. Okay, so I figured it out. Um, you basically just have to cut the tips off and then cut on the inner rim, like where it gets pointy, just like barely, maybe like half an inch, and then peel off the rind or the coat, or whatever the fuck it's called. And they say cut it diagonally. I'm going to cut mine pretty thick like an inch and a half I think the lady did it a little bit thicker but that's her business like Miss Tabitha says I'm gonna mind my business and I'm really excited for these I'm gonna start trying to learn how to cook new foods because I've always cooked the same things and I have a very diverse palette And because of that, that makes me want to go to restaurants because I only know how to cook, like, a few types of food. So, if I want anything else and, like, I don't feel like learning how to go cook it, I'm just going to go buy it. And that's just going to be that on that. But I need to stop doing that because when I did my financial analysis, if you follow me on Instagram, I took off. But, well, you can have that one, Bubby. Um, Bubby's in in here with me while I'm doing the frying. Um, I did a financial analysis on my money, and I came to the conclusion that I, I i.e., need to make more money, and two, need to budget my money better, Um, because I have bad money practices, and part of my bad money practice is me spending all of my money on food. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, So... I made a pact to myself that I'm just going to do better, and I'm going to commit to this, commit to myself, respect myself, and really stick to what I'm trying to do, which is move out and become just, like, more financially literate, financially independent. Um, I just want to be comfortable in this life by my own means, and I just owe it to myself, like, come on, bitch, like, let's get it together. Let's get it together. Um, but not too much on me because I'm learning. Okay. That's one thing I learned recently. It's like honestly, like I'm just 20. Like, I'm about to be 21. Like, honestly, like time is not even real. Every time I tell people like my age, whenever I'm going to like these networking events and um working on different projects and meeting different people they're like oh you're 20 like you're just a baby and I'm like oh because I don't know in my head I feel like I'm late a lot of the time I so must grab some salt to season the bananas actually I forgot just a pinch just a pinch it's already gonna be super sweet and like once it's fried hard it's gonna have this like perfect little je ne quoi like it's gonna be fine and then just sprinkle them over. Literally just a pinch. And then swirl them around for a second. Mm-mm. Um, I literally have been feeling like, you know, this is ready. I'm gonna place them in yeah, it's ready. Okay, I'm placing them in the fry now. And I'm going to leave these here for about like two minutes. Two, three minutes. Oh, be careful with the oil. We're too pretty. We're too pretty. I really need to like work on being able to keep things a secret because honestly, I really want to talk about a few things, but I just can't talk about them yet. And I'm learning the art of just, like, keeping things to yourself until it's time to inform. Um, it it's just really hard because I get super excited. But I feel like when I get really excited about things, like, they don't pan out the way that I um, end up wanting them to after. I just, like, tell everybody. Like, it just, ugh. My therapist told me that, like, sometimes that's not a good idea. Because whenever we don't get what we want out of like a situation that we're really excited about, it can be really hard for the aftermath because you told people and now you can feel a little shameful, maybe even a little embarrassed. So I'm just going to keep this one to myself. But this is actually the closest I'm going to come to telling the business because I really want to say it, but I'm not. Y'all have to wait. And when I pop out, I pop out. But it's been hard for me to like congratulate myself or look back on the things that I've done and things that I'm doing and be able to be really excited about it and give myself a pat on the back. I just feel like it's exciting, but at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. Well, like, I'll get more excited about it when it comes, or um, what's the next move? Like, what's the next vibe? Like, I'm I'm here. I'm ready. And until, like, I get, like, the big end result that I'm just, like, unsatisfied. But who's to say that, like, that bigger end result is even coming and that I'm not just, like, climbing the mountains right now. Like, what hill is going to be good enough for me? Mm, I don't know that worries me but my days have been like pool days I went to the pool like every day I'm gonna go to the pool this afternoon after I finish eating I'm really excited for that um I just do a lot of like content creation at the pool um I'm gonna stay at the pool I'm I learned how to swim y'all I learned how to swim so I'm not the strongest swimmer yet but I can fucking swim Bitch, don't fucking play with me. Like, I was all up in the six feet. I've been all up in the six feet for weeks now. Like, and I'm able to swim. Like, I'm not drowning. Like, I'm able to keep myself up. I can blood in my back. All that good shit. Um, it's hard for me to stand, like, or stay upright. And, uh, like, stay on top of the water. I don't know if that's, like, normal. But I'm doing way better than I expected I think it's like a mind thing because I told y'all like I'm literally gonna learn how to swim so <sighs> I think I'm just like getting over my fear of drowning and like water because water water scares me but at the same time I love water that's why I love the pool the beach the ocean etc etc but my biggest fear is going to be drowning I'm just flipping the plantain right now. It's honestly probably been like three or four minutes. So they're a little bit crispier than I anticipated before flipping them. But they look good, like a nice caramel. I'm just going to watch the plantain while it cooks on the side so I don't accidentally overcook it. Because I'm going to flip it one more time just to like really give it that "Mm." mmm. It's going to be so yummy. I'm going to make some eggs too. Ooh, yes. It's going to be so fucking good. Oh, I really am excited for my birthday, y'all. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited. Literally, I have poor minds tickets, so I'm going to go see poor minds at the end of the birthday weekend. So really, I should have used this past weekend to like bring in the good vibes for this week because it's my birthday week. But I was in the slump, and I was feeling real negative and whatnot. I'm going to turn it back up. It's Courtney week. It's Courtney with a fucking season, bitch. All lie. Don't want to fucking play with me. Um, players get chose. So bad bitch pop out. If I do pop out, like on some um, like club shit, like arcade shit. So I saw a adults only arcade, which was really fun. Um, I don't want to do that. I want to hit up Post and see what them drinks is talking about. I also want. Um, I'm about to go bowling. I want to hit the club. Rick Ross is coming on my birthday on July 3rd. So I'm going to hit that hoe and I'm going to buy my blonde. I'm going to go to all the places that rejected my ID before. And I'm going on my birthday week. Fuck y'all. All All the places I got got kicked out, then my ID got taken. All the places that didn't accept my ID. All the places that didn't even let me in because I didn't have an ID. I'm going all up in here. Yes, I am. It's just redemption season. I'm just going to have fun. I don't feel bad to go by myself. I'm going to have fun. Okay, so I burnt the plantain, y'all. I didn't mean to. I just got to talking and I forgot. It's okay, though. I have more bananas. I have plenty of bananas. This is my breakfast plantain, so I'm a little devastated, but whatever. I'm sure it'll be fine. A little burnt ain't ever hurt nobody. Let's get into the BET Awards. Okay, so I watched. I watched, like, one and a half times, and it was good to me. I feel like every year people say that the BET Awards is just, like, ass It's bad. This is, bad. But this is actually a good award show. Like, they had good performers. Taraji did good as a host. The flow was good. Um, It was just, like, nothing felt forced. Everybody looked good. Um. I feel like everybody who got an award deserved their award. It was good vibes. It was the really good vibes. Like, it's it's a time. Like, the times are just changing. And I need everybody to get on board with the fact that things are changing. Like, we are literally in a new decade. Every 10 years is a decade, if I'm not mistaken. Um, To, what is it, 2010? to 2020 that was a whole era right so we're past 2020 like things are not the same as they were in 2008 in 1996 like it's not going to be the same show we have different artists um art evolves culture evolves and I think that we need to I they claim that BET has made a turnaround. And I believe it from the looks of the show because honestly, the show is pretty good. It's pretty good if you ask me. Um, there's a new way of ushering in. And we need to take care to make sure that we are like honoring our only network. I believe it is Black-owned now, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it is White own. But I mean, the content has diversified immensely, at least on the app. I don't have an app. But um, the shows that they be putting out, the girls do be watching, apparently. The girls do be watching. I want to get into it. I think my mom watches some BET shows. Um, I see, like, Greenleaf was hella good. Y'all to slept on Greenleaf, to be honest. Or, no, that was on OWN. That was on OWN. I don't know. I will see what they're talking about. About the looks of this award show, it looked like they have made a swift turnaround. People just aren't used to what the culture looks like now as opposed to what it, was, what it was. And I think that that means that BET needs to work on connecting with this new, like, wave of adults. Like, start sending invitations to these Black influencers. Like, Dre Brown should have been at the BET Awards. You know what I'm saying? Like, bring these influencers. Bring these, you know, these, not only the new artists, just like the people who you know would have supported one hundred and six in Park, you know what I'm saying? Like us in our twenties now, we'd have been all up in their shit grids. They used to do like a spring break thing; they don't do that no more. Um, but we would have thoroughly enjoyed that. Like they need, like instead of trying to cater to the fucking thirty year olds, like and forty year olds and fifty year olds who used to watch the BET Awards, the BET needs to realize that their their target demographic is like young people, Gen Z a little bit below and probably like up to like 35. Like that's your main target demographic right there. Like those are the people who are really gonna go to these shows, that they are gonna buy the app, that are gonna um, come to these events. Like what's not clicking? That's what I need for them to do however, um, I found out about these awards late, like I have every single year since like two thousand and like thirteen um but even though I never find out find out about it on time, I always watch just to see because, like I said, this is our only network, like our only award show, like the only place where i know the music that i really fuck with is gonna get recognized like summer walker she, I, I don't know if she won i don't think she did win an award but she should have won an award but i'm glad that she was nominated because i don't think she'll get nominated for like a bma maybe for like no love next year like a 2023 because i think she missed a slot for next year or this year whatever the fuck um it's like our only place where we can go to see you know to hear our jokes you know what I'm saying like the culture is just different the vibes are different the performances are different the nominees are different um the red carpets are different like it's just it's, it's supposed to be a family event so the fact that you hoes are not live tweeting not live watching um is bothersome for me and i think we need to get back to motherfucking recipes we were losing recipes and i don't like that shout out to mona leo i saw her on my tv screen a couple times you look beautiful i love seeing girls from houston people from houston in general um succeeding in this type of industry. It's just so powerful to see because I've been saying for so long that Houston is very underrepresented. But I think that we're coming up um, in the scene. Honestly, I think honestly let me not say that. But all these rappers, all of our Atlanta rappers, my faves included, are in jail right now. Um and Atlanta has been running the scene for a fat ass minute and with Gunna and Young Thug being gone like being gone, it's just like Arr! Like that really puts a uh like a hard stop to a lot of the motion that they have going on. Like we still have Lil Baby, yes, like he's always he's a given. And all the other like Atlanta R and B folk. But um I think that not to be eh, but I think this gives way for like other cities to like come up. Like uh Memphis is starting to come up. I think Houston is starting to get its shine more. Like, Ken The Man just made XXL. I don't know if she was there at the awards. Was she there? Let me see. I think she should have been invited if she wasn't. I don't like that. Too. I don't like it. That- oh, my God, y'all. I'm going to Poor Minds. I'm going to go see Poor Minds live, uh, live, y'all. I'm so fucking excited. Um, I'm pretty sure that Ken The Man is going to perform, so I'm really excited for that. It's going to be, like. The- my in my birthday week so July 9th I'm going to go see them I'm too fucking excited let me see was she there no she was not there but she should have been but yeah Houston's coming up I feel like you know just seeing girls like Mona Leo I saw Jay Mulan was there just seeing like the, the culture creators there and thriving looking great getting screen time I love to see it lotto ate the fuck down um i stand for lotto i've been standing for lotto ever since the rap game like ask anybody i've been listening to every one of her projects ever since she got off the rap game like she just talks that shit like, fuck, she really just talks that shit. And ever since that she's been signed, she's really been doing, like, bag talk. So, like, the Wheelie and I would even go as far as to say Sunshine, even though Sunshine is a very good record. I really like it. Um, like, the other pop songs, Um I've been getting, like, that gutter shit that I love. And I was going through the same thing with Meg in, like, 2020, 2021. So I was like, all right, bitch, like, where is Tina Snow? Um, I would, like, you know, big Lotto to come out with Motherfucking World Works, not Miss Lotto. <laughs> but this performance was good. She ate it down. I can just see her growth because I saw her in Houston when she came in twenty nineteen, um, and it was such a fun concert. I actually came super super late, so I literally watched her perform two songs. But I could tell that the improvement was there. Granted, that was probably like a thirty minute performance, and I came with the last like two minutes, and um, versus a two minute performance, but the performance, like the stage presence, was there. Um, the choreography was there, facials were there, the charisma was there, like, the stage setup was there, like, you can just tell, like, she has the backing that she needs to really put on a show. Um, she had Mariah Carey come out, boss motherfucking move, I love Mariah Carey, I've always loved Mariah Carey, and um, I figured that she would have had her come out at some point to that song, because that's a fucking big-ass move to have mariah carey not only on your song as a new artist but to perform with you like that's on the same level as having beyonce on a on the track and performing with you to me because they're both legends like people forget that mariah carey has longevity like in real life like she's not just you know like she's that for real she was in the same uh, like a singing class of Whitney Houston and Aretha Franklin and all of the like the older girls like the legends um so that was just a boss bitch move that was definitely a moment that solidified her as like a established artist now like she's stamped she's for sure stamped very proud of her but after watching like, Money Long, who is a performance I really enjoyed, and, um, who else was I watching? Like, even, like, Jack Harlow, but who really, like, made me think about this was Diddy's performance, like, his tribute. That nigga really performed his own motherfucking tribute, which, okay, but it was really, really, really good. We're gonna talk about that in a second, but if you just look at how Diddy performs and, like, how everybody on his, like, tribute perform. It was not all of this commercial shit. Like all the hoops and hoopty doopties and the motherfucking lights and the fireworks and the motherfucking the extra two nines and the choreography like this this stiff ass choreography, this motherfucking middle school ass drill team as choreography. No shades a lot of or nothing like that. But I don't like how, like, forced a lot of this, like, performance shit is these days. Especially for, like, females, female rappers, female performers. Like, it just seems that it has to be, like, so mechanical. Like, okay, you have the stage. Like, it just seems like we're looking at five components, and it's very clear. Like, nothing meshes. It's like, Lotto is very, like, if you look at her personality and how she talks to her music... Her performances don't match up to me. Like It's very, like, not effortless. Not that she's not doing it effortlessly, but, like, it, the performance as a whole, like, from the stage setup. up, to all of the bells and whistles, to the choreography, like it's just a lot. Like not to say that she can't do a lot, but it just doesn't seem like it matches. Does that make sense? Like er, even Lil Kim when she performed in these tribute, like she just did her own thing. Like she just kept it real, free flowing. Like it. She was interactive and charismatic and she was dancing, but it wasn't like no motherfucking step one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, yes, that's beautiful to see like a dance break here and there, but like. They be making them like motherfucking drill team dance the whole time, these motherfucking rappers. And I'm just, I just don't understand because to be honest, like, I don't, that's not what I'm looking for. Like, yes, for um, versatility, but it just don't be adding up a lot of the time. It really doesn't, like, at all. I don't know. I just, Lorianne Gibson. I'm glad that Diddy shouted her out because Lorian Gibson needs to talk to these new new choreographers. Truthfully, I know I just said that we're heading into a new era. Like, yes, I want everybody to dance and have fun. But, like, it just seems forced. Like, y'all aren't even having fun out there. Like, I mean, y'all are probably. But, like, it's not natural. It's just not natural. That's my biggest beef. Like, I just want to see y'all, like, do your thing. Interact with the crowd, move around. I wanna be able to hear you clearly. And, you know, I wanna have a good time. I'm all for a performance, but you don't gotta force it. Like if you're not the eight count dancer, you don't have to be. We don't have to you don't have to do nothing that you don't wanna do. That's the way that I see it. Um, but money long, her performance as well, just like that's a good example of like not having to do too much. Like, you can be artistic, it can be expressive without having to be super like formulaic. It's just uh, the feathers, um, having not having dancers. Like, what do you need dancers for sometimes? Like, sometimes you don't need the fucking band, you don't, you don't need the motherfucking uh the background dancers all the time the feathers like that was very artistic it reminded me of like a burlesque show but you didn't need the burlesque the burlesque dancer it's like sometimes they need to strip down the performance and um just work with one layer sometimes they want to do all these different like layers of the pie and sometimes the best the fucking pies are just cream cheese and a good crust and maybe a cute little uh drizzle of strawberry puree on top and that's what sometimes just what we need from the girls and then you know play with it be unique and just i don't know it just seems like all everybody's doing the same thing and i feel like they're trying to make the guys do it too i'm just like y'all are all gonna be performing the same in a few months like stop for real i'm gonna need the creative directors to get up in there and tell these people some of the shit is not okay But I did like Money Long's performance um, I will say that her voice Sounded a little shaky She was just nervous um, But she sounded good For the most part Outfit was cute I know it was different But I really liked it It was just very much like um, like The Tinker doll That's in the the little toy That you wind up Like a ballerina It was super cute Dochi, she was the first performance that I saw actually, and um, I caught myself being anti-black. Like, first thing I noticed when she was on the screen was her wig, and I was like, "They know they fucking wrong for putting this matted ass, frizzy ass wig on her before she got on stage. Like, was there nobody out there for her, like backstage? And when she ripped that wig off to reveal them, uh, them cornrows." Girl, I said, okay, let me get my life. Cause honestly, the performance was good. Like it was, I love to see an alternative black girl in the mix, and she is very different. I think she's probably like in the lane of like Rico Nasty. I would love to see Rico Nasty perform next year at the BT Awards. Um, just to give the girl something different, something fresh, something new. Like it still gives. Like I'm here, I'm a bad bitch, but at the same time, it just screams power. And it screams confidence. And um, I love that. Like I said, we're in a new gen. We're in a new wave. And I think that Dochi represents that. Bitch, Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller is most often forgotten when it comes to the R&B conversation. But he is a lot of y'all niggas' fathers, to be quite honest. Trap soul is a classic. Trap soul is a classic and I'll be playing it until I'm on my deathbed, word for word, bar for bar. Let me enter a karaoke room and play on some motherfucking Bryson and bitch. her bitch to get a motherfucking performance. And you tell me, go you tell me. Can I swine that you tell me? But he actually had a song with Diddy which I did not know. It came on shuffle yesterday while I was driving. I was just so excited to see him because he be so low-key. I seen he, he was with Drake a couple weeks ago. he be put out some of the fucking music, put out another motherfucking tape. That's money from you, sir. Um, Kanye West pulled through, and I'm not even going to lie, when I saw him, I was scared. I was scared. I was like, what is this nigga going to do? What is he going to say? Um, I was low-key hoping he would say something controver- controversial. But she kind of did. It seemed a little bit forced. He was saying, like, I forgot what sentence he was saying, but he was saying, like, my wife alluding to Kim, because so I guess they're not officially divorced yet. But, honestly, I wasn't even paying attention to that too hard because all I could really focus on was the fact that he was just like, <sighs> Sounded like the fucking hash-slinging slasher over the goddamn mic. Like, you cannot breathe. Take the mask off. Or pull it down. You can't breathe and you know that. It was just very Kanye of him. Talked a long time. He actually sounded coherent. Like, he didn't sound crazy or nothing. But, you know, he'd just be talking. He'd be talking in metaphors, too. So, it was cool. He was, like, tributing Diddy or whatever, I didn't know that they were connected in any capacity. So that was a little culture learning moment for me. Chloe, Chloe 8, low key. Like people like to play on Chloe's top because she can be a little corny sometimes with like her sexuality over the internet with these damn pictures and these damn captions. And I just, they need to remember that she is an artist and a performance first performer performer first and i know they probably hate this but at the end of the day they are beyonce's prodigies she has been bred to do this shit like she performs for real her and her sister perform for real i had the opportunity to see them in concert when i went to i think it was the formation world tour if i'm not mistaken or maybe it was the on the run too Whichever one that she did with uh z that's the one uh that I saw them act. So I remember my mom being there um but they fucking performed for real, so i including myself, I kind of forget that sometimes too because like her p r t needs to do some work to like uh clean up her image not clean it up but like you know round it out a bit so that it's not all over the place because people take her for a joke and I don't like that including me sometimes but whenever she got up whenever she got up there a bit she meant fucking business she can dance she can sing live she has breath control she has that charisma she's intense Um, it just eats and the visuals didn't do too much like visuals do just as much as a dancer I think she did have dancers too or maybe not I don't know but that's just the type of performer that she is. I don't even know if she had answers because she was up in that bitch just by herself. just eating that shit up. She ate. I like that. And it made me appreciate uh Treat Me a little bit more, honestly, because Treat Me... I couldn't take it seriously because of, like I said, like her online, like recognition just kind of skews online recognition, skews the the view of the art sometimes for me. That's why I wait to listen to new music. Um, Definitely pleasantly reminded of how Chloe is that bitch. Jack Ross, I was listening to one of the commercials, and he was doing his thing on his on his set. And um, I'm going to look him up and like, add some music of his after this because I really was enjoying what he was putting down. It was really good. He's an R&B guy, and I forgot what it even sounded like, but I just remember really liking it. I was high, but I really, really liked it because I need more R&B, especially from the dudes. Like, I... I need more R&B from both genders, but I have more R&B girls in my playlist than I have guys. And I love a good R&B man. Like Jaqueez be tearing down. Unfortunately, Tory Lanez turned out to be corny, but he was a good R&B boy. Um, who else? Chris Brown needs to get back in his R&B bag. I'm gonna kiss it right. Yeah, yeah. If you've heard the song with him and Whiskey, this is really good. I want to hear that in the club um who else is a good r&b boy samino is the shit um literally the shit if you're not tapped into him you need to tap into samino right the fuck now listen to uh what's it called black swim i'm positively popping um I tear up the pussy properly it's a meniscus dooby doopy doopy die look at the biscuit, grip doopy doopy die we get the biz, cause I got the do ring me when I do me She got that tea. I got the do me when I me when I da da da, 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 da da da. Yeah, this shit. Tapping in at me. In. So I'm really glad that I found out about this guy, because I can add him to the list. Um, I want to see Noah, Noah, perform at the BET Awards. He is so fucking underrated and honestly after uh hearing him at summer walker's concert i need to get back into his uh to his catalog as well because FaceTime for 30 watching you popping you making me thirsty baby you dirty and like come on be serious no how what he did on white tea Come on, be serious. No one, no one is that guy. He's that guy with the R and B motherfucking vibes. Jeremiah was one of the older niggas leading the motherfucking way. I think Jeremiah is one of the best, like R and B he has one of the best R and B catalogs. Like he could touch uh like Usher's catalog for me, to be honest. I don't, I don't want to say uh I feel like that's giving him a lot. That's giving him a lot. Uh who who he could battle uh motherfucking Chris Brown to me. I think that's a better matchup. I know there was a versus lately with uh, Mario and Omarion. I don't know any of Omarion's songs. And with Mario, I only know like a few select songs because that was just a little bit before my time. Like early 2000s, early, early 2000s. I mean, like, this doesn't I don't know. I I wasn't really on Mario like that. Like, of course, I know Break Up to Makeup, or not Break Up to Makeup, that's uh, But Break Up and there's probably like two or three other songs. That I know of by him. I'm um, so sorry to tell on Because he man embarrass himself. But that goes to show you, man. You got to be humble out here in these streets, man. Leave with love, man. You're going to be out here going sharp on the mic, man. Oh, my God. Give you on. Be serious, man. Honestly, like, my online or even just the perception of him in general because i did listen to the um we said what we said podcast where ricky uh thompson and nenzel dion they had justine sky on to uh be their guest and she talked about the situation like uh in passing and i don't know like i just can't stand an shit ass nigga So the love songs just be sounding real toxic and it just be having me mad. Like it just reminds me of the toxic niggas that I've dealt with in my life. So I just can't stand for him. He can sing though for sure. He knows how to he knows how to make a little hit or whatever, but I just can't listen to you because you start pissing me off. Um but he went up there after Taraji literally hyped his whole motherfucking soul up, bitch. Hyped his whole soul up and choked, like he was sharp and flat as fuck, missing notes. He could not hit some of them damn notes on Heartbreak Anniversary, bitch. Or whatever the fuck he was singing. He could not hit them damn them damn notes. He was hitting the earpiece and hitting the mic. Looking at the mic. Looking at St. Fakes on the mic. No, baby. The mic did not make you go flat. And the mic did not make you go sharp. You could not hit that note. It was you. Don't look at the mic. Don't look at the earpiece. Look at you. It was not them. It was you. And it was just terrible for him. And honestly, I did get a little bit a relish of satisfaction just to know that a fuck nigga was getting his due diligence. Because from the looks of it to me, from an outsider's perspective, you're getting your karma for all you did, Miss Justine, and for that sassy ass motherfucking diss track that you made. Cause uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, the motherfucking fuck me, hell yeah, that was Justine's ancestor saying fuck you too. Sorry, to that man. I like a few of his songs, so. I'm not praying on his demise, but you know, I'm definitely one of your haters. I thoroughly enjoyed Diddy's tribute, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, it just brought me back to 2008. Um, it really did. I have just a thing for the year 2008, I think that's the year that Notorious came out. I think I'm gonna watch that today, but I knew all the songs that were between me happy because I didn't think that I would know any of them I was just talking with Vanessa about like getting to know um like more of the generational shit before me so I was really excited to see this performance um it was just good vibes like I said it was just natural charisma and like swag up there and I hate to say that word but it's just like it was just a vibe. Like, you're having a good time. These new artists, it just feels very much so, like, <sighs> forced and calculated. Everything just seems so calculated. They just don't have fun up there no more. They don't be having fun in the booth, talkish in the booth, you know. Like, it's just don't be giving it no more. It be giving very much dollars. It's giving very much, you know, investment and I just want to go back to the good times where people were just doing this shit to have fun and they happen to make money from it um, that's what I would like to go back to I want to progress of course with culture and art but I also want to get back to um, the recipes that we have so clearly lost because this performance even though was performing his own shit which is a little odd but I mean like it's diddy I honestly wouldn't have expected him to not do that Um, the old kids were saying that if he was doing right by people, he would have had Dan and and JLo up there. I guess y'all, I liked who I saw. It was a beautiful performance. Busta was up there, motherfucking Lil' Kim, and, uh, I I don't think I knew anybody else. Did I? I don't think so. Um, oh, Faith Evans. Which is a little shady, uh, but you know, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed the performance. They were saying like if he did right by folks, he would have had them people up there and a couple more folks uh, from making the band or whatever because he didn't pay them or like he just didn't do right by them with their contracts or some shit like that. I don't know the specifics, but that's what I mean by wanting to get back up on the culture, of the generation before me, just that, like. You can maintain like I don't know. I feel like I connect with everybody on some type of level. Like I connect with older people. Um, I've learned, and I want to be able to talk about like culture shit with them. Like I just don't be knowing what their like cultural relevance is. Like what they know, what they don't know. Just being able to know that stuff just allows you to be able to be more like connectable, I guess you would say. But, but um I can definitely connect with this bitch. This performance was fucking fire. Like, I really want to watch it again. It was really good. Definitely the number one standout performance to me. Um, he know he ate. They know they ate. Very sorry for Lil' Kim because I, she did, I thought she messed up at first, but, I mean, they said that she missed her cue or, like, something was late, but something was definitely off because she missed, like, a whole, like, two, three bars of, like, whatever song was playing. I didn't know the song, but you could just tell that. There was something missing, so it's like an awkward silence, and with the beat playing and shit, but it was really good. I really enjoyed. Um, but, yeah, they were just vibing, y'all. These new niggas don't have that natural charisma. They don't be wanting. To, they don't. Maybe they just don't know how to dance. Um, like Diddy, just be doing what he do with a little one-two step attached. Shout out to Lorianne Gibson, like he said, um, just keeping that shit just free flowing from the body type shit these new these new niggas don't know nothing about that i want them to learn something about that because it just seems like they're trying to manufacture artists now and that's not how it works like find what works for you who are you as an artist for and let's incorporate that into how you display yourself for an audience and with a performance these these niggas just want to like do whatever they see beyonce do and honestly not all of you niggas are even capable of giving a beyonce like performance even with all of the bells and whistles some of you niggas do need to just come out by yourself with a beautiful display on the screen and let that be that. Because you have, you know, a little bit of crazy You can carry if you know how to rap. Like if you know how to do what you do, like you say you do, then you don't need all that extra shit. Unless that's who you are as a performer, but that's not a lot. Of, that's not your natural ability. I mean, I'm all for pushing yourself and, like I said, being versatile. But like some of you niggas need to put a stop to it and immediately, or at least find a way to improve because it's not good what they said. But overall, very good award show. Um, they always run over time, every single time. But it was pretty good. I really liked it. Um, People need to stop fucking disrespecting the BZ Awards, like I said. They've been getting better and better with their award shows. They need to bring back, like, inviting people to, like, the pre-shows. Did they even have a pre-show? They used to have pre-shows all the time. I don't think they do it. I don't think they do that anymore, just to write carpet. They need to be serious, okay? Be serious and get this shit back together. BET, hire me. I am going to be 21 the next time that we see each other. How exciting is that? Big claps for me no longer being a teenager. Um, Well, I haven't been in a teenager for a year, but, like, 20 is just, like, play-play time. It's, like, things get real, but, like, it's play-play time. But... I don't know. I'm going to have crossed a threshold next time we talk. And I think it's very special. Look at us crossing milestones together. I started this when I was 19. Or no, I was 20. I was 20. Um, I wish I would have started this when I was 19. But we'll talk about the next episode. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Blow Up Podcast. You were listening to episode 11. Hashtag. I don't know what I'm going to hashtag here yet, but I'm going to see y'all next time. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Follow me on Instagram at I'm Court Two and the podcast Instagram at Up, And I will see y'all next time. Bye.